morning everyone and welcome to inspired by the word times of devotion it's a brand new week and another tongues for the next 15 minutes i'd like to read to us i'd like to read to us the scripture acts oh lakosetokobaya i quickly read to us acts First Timothy, sorry, first Timothy. Sorry, let me quickly open it so I can read it out to us. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. We're going to be praying, praying for the leaders of the nations, and we're going to be declaring words for the leaders, that the leaders function in wisdom and they function in truth. Hallelujah. That foolishness and deception is far away from them. I like us to mute our mics as we speak in other tongues at this time. That our leaders are kept from foolishness. They are kept, hallelujah, from deception. Yes, that they may be able to lead us in such a way that we men that will live a peace, peaceable life. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and speak in other tongues. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 
I'm <laughs> 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you, O God. Lead us, hallelujah. They are kept, O God, from foolishness and deception, O God. Yes, for your desire, O God, for us, O God, is a peaceable and godly life, O God. And that, O God, that peace, O God, is only found in wisdom. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, wisdom, O God, wisdom is found in our leaders. Wisdom is found in our leaders at all levels. Deception is far away from them. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. The continual deception of the pandemic is far away from them. Yes, and those of God who have chosen no God to be in deception because of God they've already been paid money or they've already signed documents of God to sign off their countries and the economies of their countries. We declare that they are helped to God at this time. We declare that they are helped to God at this time. Boldness, courage has come to them. To be able to display, oh God, your wisdom. Yes, hallelujah. They function in the truth of God. They function in the truth and in the light. Hallelujah. We refuse, oh God, and we put an end to the manipulation of wickedness, oh God. We amongst our leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus. We refuse, oh God, the manipulations of God. Of the steaming, steaming world powers, oh God. God, on our leaders, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we refuse the manipulation of the deep state, oh God, and every level of leadership, oh God. In the health sector, in the aviation, hallelujah. Yes, in the judiciary, in the executive. In the name of the Lord Jesus, oh Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, oh God. Yes, because we, because from hence, oh God, we begin to see the changes. We begin to see the changes. Yes, it's not like before anymore. Yes, boldness has come upon them. Wisdom, hallelujah. For nurses, oh God, they are caused to do by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connecting from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. And it is a brand new week. Welcome to the month of change. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to lead prayers again. 
today. And over to you right now, Ma, for the reading of the Rhapsody. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's such an exciting thing to know that by prayers and through prayers, we can make a lot of changes in our world. Despite everything that's happening at this time, despite the fact that there are ministers of the gospel who are coming out to preach one world religion to us, irrespective of the fact that we know that Christianity is not a religion and we cannot combine with other religion to serve the same God because we're not serving the same God. Despite everything that's happening in the world, despite the scam, we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil and we are not on our way of the times that we're in. And we're grateful to God that while them who are easily persuaded, inspired, and instructed by the word of God, we know the truth. The Bible said concerning the children of Issachar, he said they understood the times and the season, knowing what Israel ought to do at every moment. And for us, we are of that generation that understood, that understand the times and the season, knowing what the church of Jesus Christ on the earth ought to do at this moment. And even as we approach the rapture of the church, we are kept safe, safe in the word, safe in the times, safe in Christ, because there is only safety. There is only safety in Christ. Praise God, hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you're connected from. And welcome once again to a beautiful time of devotional with the Lord. And it's just so exciting knowing that daily I can grow, daily I can know the word of God for myself. And most importantly, knowing that I can cover my Bible reading plan in the whole one year, you know, which for a lot of people had been a challenge. I'm super excited, you know, and the testimonies that have been coming from this group. Oh, my God, God is faithful. God is faithful. And the word also works. The word works. If it works for Mr. A, it will work for Mr. B. Praise God. Today's devotional, Monday, 8th March 2021, says consciously practice the word. James 1.25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth daring, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. James 1 and verse 25. Consciously practicing the word is how you can enjoy its full blessings in your life, because the power of God is in his word. For example, the word says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 5 and verse 44. Consciously practice this, let it be your daily walk. <laughs> it's amazing that this is how we're starting today's devotion. I believe it was Friday or Saturday, right? When I was using some of the things that happened in Nigeria as an example, and I was saying how that Jesus was on the cross and then he prayed for the people who were killing him, asking God to forgive them. And he, he showed us by example how we should live. And I was using the answer stuff in Nigeria as an example. And I was saying that there, there, there's something, there's, there's this stuff I learned as a, a young child growing up then. It was an acronym of what would Jesus do, right? It was something that a lot of us learned and a lot of us used to say. And back then we were taught to put it in our consciousness in every situation and to ask ourselves the question, what would Jesus do? WWJD. And I remember then that we, they made handbands for us. We wore the handbands just to send that consciousness. And then, you know, those, see, the Bible is the Bible. I didn't write it and I'm not going to change it. And anyone who attempts to change the Bible is a false prophet. Because Jesus told us that nobody should remove any out of stuff that has been documented in the book. So today we start and he says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And they said, oh, these guys, they've been despitefully using people, they've been persecuting people, they've been unjustly treating people. 
If Jesus were there, we need to take the placard. We need to block the road as they did in Lagos and different parts of the, of, of the country. We need to block and say answers. We need to go as far as saying this government must go. And every day we gather here, we use 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 4 to pray. And every time we are reminded to pray for them who are in authority. He said to pray for all men. He said, so we live a peaceable and quiet life. That means the answer is in the prayer, not in the carrying of the placard, not in the campaign against the government. The word of God is the word of God. We must consciously choose to practice it. And that's what today's chapter is about. Consciously practice this. Let it be your daily work. Don't do it today and join a social media bandwagon tomorrow. Because if you are not aware of the times that we're in, if you are not aware that a good man can be manipulated by the devil. We read how that Peter, right? Just one minute ago, he had said, you are the son of the living God. You are Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus Christ commended him and said, oh, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. At that moment, I'm sure Peter was just feeling like, oh my God, I'm very spiritual. Oh, I spoke by the spirit, glory to God. And the next minute, the same guy was speaking by a demon. Did you realize that Jesus did not even say, Peter, Jesus didn't say, Satan, get out of Peter. He said, Satan, get thee behind me, talking to Peter. That means at that moment, Peter had yielded himself to Satan to be used. And it happens a lot of times, a lot of times. And in these days we are in, the Bible talks about the great falling away. It is happening every day, my brothers and my sisters, every day. <laughs> See. I'm a leader and there are matters we settle on a daily basis. I know what I am talking about. It is happening every day. Even with men of God, if you are conscious of the times, I don't have to call names. We are seeing things on social media where a man of God is standing against the church of Jesus Christ, against the doctrines of what we, we most surely believe in that Jesus Christ left for us. The things that we believed, the things that we grew up knowing that these are the doctrines and the tenets of Christianity. The great falling away is happening every day. And brothers and sisters, put not your faith in any man. Let your faith be in Christ and in his word. You have the Bible for yourself. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not for lack of praying. Many Christians pray, but they walk in the path of destructions. Not for the lack of anointing. Every Christian is anointed because the moment you come to Christ and Christ comes to live in you, the anointing comes to live in you. That is why he can say that even the one that gets born again today, he said he can cast out devils. He said he will speak in other tongues. He said he will lay his hands upon the sick and the sick will recover. And it is true. But that one must grow in knowledge. Else while he's doing all of those things, he'll be used of the devil. That's why sometimes you find some Christians, especially Christian leaders who manipulate with prophecy. You have the gift of prophecy. You can use it as a tool of manipulation. There's a lot. There's a lot we, we must be conscious of. Let us practice the word in every time, in every season. Just ask yourself, what does the word say about this? Don't see. Let me just tell you something that you must know. In these times that we are in, social media is not going to trend a good cause for you. Mark my words and always remember it. The social media as we have it at this time will not trend a godly cause. By that I mean that virtually everything that would, that would trend on social media in the times that we are in, in these last hours of the last days, no matter how good it is, trust me, it is not of God. Because the social media as we have it now is not being run by the church. So before you jump on any bad wagon of something that is trending, find out the source, find out who started it, find out the figure behind it. Do not glory in celebrities. They did not die for you. Because many young people like to take stands with some celebrities that they have affinity with and stand against Jesus by doing so. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. 
Let it show from your social media page. Let it show from your hashtags. Let it show from what you put up. If at this moment we look through your status, look through your social media, and we, we, we cannot tell that you are a Christian. Your Christianity is questionable. Second paragraph, when you start out practicing something, you may miss it, but don't give up and say, well, I tried. Keep at it until you gain mastery. Again, the word, of, the word says, take no thought for your life. Luke 12, 22. In other words, have no cares. Practice it. Don't find yourself worrying over the mundane things of life. With fear of lack, rather, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. A lot of money is being offered people in this time so that they can jump on a bandwagon of something that the deep state and the deep church wants to trend. Things are going to be offered to you for an exchange for your Christianity, for an exchange for your Jesus, because it is your Jesus that the world has an issue against. Take no thought for your life. God is big. God can sustain you. God can take care of you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Psalm 1 verse 3 reveals something phenomenal about the extraordinary life of blessings you have in Christ. It says you are a tree, plant, you are a tree planted by the rivers of water, ever luscious and green, fruitful and eternally productive. Affirm this every day about yourself. Irrespective and independent of the happenings in the world, be unmoved. Be unmoved. The currency of the world may be failing. The government of the world may be taking certain financial decisions that are crumbling things in nation. Be unmoved. We are not of this world, brothers and sisters. No, we may be here, we are not of here. <laughs> Our source is from above. Our source is God. And if it would take an angel to make provisions for us, he would do it. Be unmoved. Because you know you are empowered to prosper. That is what it means. That's what it means to be blessed. For you, it's blessings only. See, no matter your situation, the talking of the word, you can't take it away. You look around you and it seems difficult. You tell yourself, you sit down, close your door. You say, I'm empowered to prosper. I am blessed and only blessings exist in my life. I refuse to lack. I refuse to be moved. I refuse to give up. I refuse to faint. I refuse to give up faith. I refuse to give in to the enticing situations and offers of the world. Most of you music ministers, the temptation to pot to the worldly music is going to come very hard in these last days. It's going to be very hard. They will offer you more than they've ever offered you. Everything that life can offer. Let me tell you, the devil is very vicious and he's going all length in these last days to ensure that one more Christian falls out of the faith. And this is why we must also be radical in our attempt to win souls, in our attempt to keep the brethren in church. Don't be the reason why one brethren gets offended and leaves church. You say, eh, they left because they were never with us. Question, who offended them? I'm not saying offenses will not arise, but don't be the one that is being used of the devil to the extent that people leave church. You are a leader. You are a church coordinator. Whatever your post of leadership, how do you lead? Do you lead in love? Do you lead as led by the spirit? Or do you still, are you still that one that is intimidated by the success of another such that you begin to gossip and plan against that one with others? Don't yield yourself to the devil to be used in the church in these last days. We are word practitioners. Jesus Christ is the living word and we are born after him. Paul said, ye are the epistles of Christ. First Corinthians three and verse three. That means we are the expression of the word. 
the apostle Peter referenced a similar thought in 1 Peter 1 and verse 23, saying, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Hallelujah. Being born of the word means you must live in, live in the word, live by the word, live through the word. You must live it out in your daily walk. It's a daily walk. Yesterday is gone. Maybe yesterday in church, it was testified that 10 of the prophecies you gave came to pass. Fantastic, but yesterday is gone. Today, you must put the word of God to work so that you don't end up like Peter, who spoke as a vessel of God yesterday and the next moment he was speaking by the devil. You must be on guard 24 hours a day. That's why it's a daily walk. That is why we show up every day in this place, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. GMT plus one. We're not saying, oh, yesterday we prayed. Oh, yesterday we studied the Bible. No, it's a daily walk. And we'll do it every day till Jesus comes. I did say that we'll hold ourselves accountable for our Christian growth. As long as you are here, if you will show up every day, if you listen to the word, if you will choose that as the word of God is coming, it doesn't matter what I taught before then. When the word comes, I will give way for the word. I will let go of everything that I've ever believed. I will let go of every doctrine, every opinion, every suggestion, whatever it is, every cogitation, every meditation. And I will take a hold of the word and I'll believe that the word of God is what it says it is. And I will do the word. If you will be that way, you will not miss your way. And when the church is raptured out of this world, we'll all meet ourselves in heaven and we'll be saying congratulations and thanking one another for helping each other stand strong till the rapture of the church. Thank you so much, everybody. i hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the further study and the ROR confession. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. Wow. Thank you so much, Ma. I'm always looking forward to the ROR session, hearing from you, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity and for always bringing the word to us on a daily, praise God. I'm reading from Romans 1, 22 to 25. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and they changed the glory of the uncorrupted uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Praise God. I'm also reading Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. Please don't unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Righteous Father, how I love your word. Your truth is the light by which I see and the foundation on which my strength is anchored and blossoming in righteousness, flourishing in glory, producing lasting results and making an undeniable impact with the gospel to the praise of your name, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Um, right now, I'd like to hand over to Bodozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And welcome just, to just a minute, please. Um, Sister Joy, um, it was brought to your attention that it was James and not Romans. So please take note of that. Oh and okay. everybody should as well take note of that too. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Sister Maka. Regards, thank you for this wonderful platform. Should I sorry, should I take it or should I take the correct one? Please do okay, please go ahead. 
All right. Sorry, Brodozi. So sorry. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Thank you, Ma. Um, James 122 to 25. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he buildeth himself and goeth his way and straightforward forgeteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Thank you so much, Ma. And apologies for the mistake. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. I'm a... Okay, whose screen is being shared? All right. Praise God. So I'm not just a hearer of the word, I'm a doer of God's word. Praise God. So we have been taking the New Testament Bible reading and we have been reading through the book of Mark and um, we're reading the message translation. So as we read through, you know, open the eyes of your understanding and be enlightened by God's word, receive God's word. Also, take out time after this to study God's word so that you can appropriate it for yourself. Praise God. So the caption is Doomsday Deceivers. Verse 1 says, as he walked away from the temple, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at that stone walk, those buildings. Jesus said, you are impressed by this grandeur's architecture. That's not a stone in the whole walk in the whole walk walks that is not going to there's not a stone in the whole walks that is not going to end up in a heap of rubble later as he was sitting on mount olives in view of the temple peter james john and andrew got him off by himself and asked him tell us what is this when is this going to happen what sign will we get that things are coming to a head. Tell us, when is this going to happen? What sign will we get that things are coming to a head? Jesus began, watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming, I am the one. They will deceive a lot of people. When you hear of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history and no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation and rulers fight rulers over and over. Earthquakes will occur in various places. There will be famines, but these things are nothing compared to what's coming. And watch out, they are going to drag you into courts and then it will go from bad to worse. Dog eats dog. Everyone at your throat because you carry my name. You are placed, you are placed, you are placed there as sentinels to truth. The message has to be preached all across the world. When they bring you betrayed into court, don't worry about what you will say. When the time comes, Say what's on your heart. The Holy Spirit will make his witness in and through you. It's going to be brother killing brother. Father killing father. Children killing parents. There's no telling who hates you because of me. Stay with it. That's what is required. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry you will be saved. Praise God. And, you know, just like yesterday, um, if you followed the communion service, Pastor was talking about the last three and a half, day, three and a half years and the second three and a half years, the seven years of, of persecution. And by, 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 by that time, we are, we are gone with the first light. Praise God. So this is a year of preparation. Let's prepare ourselves to go for that first flight so that all these that we are reading, we're going to be gone by then. Praise God. Amen. And right now, I'll hand over to 
Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you. <clears throat> Good morning. Sorry, Thank you very much. Sorry, Brother John. Brother Z, um, it's 1 to 37. Mark 13, 1 to 37. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Run for the hills, but be ready to run for it when you see the monster of desecration set up where it shall never be. You can read. Make sure you understand what I'm talking about. If you are living in Judea at the time, run for the hills. If you are walking in the yard, don't go back to the house to get anything. If you are out in the field, don't go back to get your coats. Pregnant and nursing mothers will have it especially hard. Hope and pray this won't happen in the middle of winter. There are going to be hard days. Nothing like it from the time God made the world right up to the present. This is what Pastor was talking about yesterday. And there will be nothing like it. If he lets the day of trouble run their course, nobody will make it. But because of God's chosen people, those he personally chose, he has already intervened. The caption, no one knows the day or hour. If anyone tries to flag you down, calling out, here's the Messiah or point. There he is. Don't fall for it. Fake Messiahs and lying preachers are going to pop up everywhere. Fake Messiahs and lying preachers are going to pop up everywhere. Their impressive credentials and dazzling performances will pull the wool over the eyes of even those who ought to know better. So watch out. I have given you fair warning. Following those hard times, sun will fade out, moon cloud over, stars fall out of the skies, cosmic powers tremble, and then they will see the Son of Man enter in grand style. His arrival filling the sky. No one will miss it. He will dispatch the angels. They will pull in the chosen from the four winds, from pole to pole. Take a lesson from the fig tree. From the moment you notice its buds form, the merest hint of green, you know summer's just around the corner. And so it is with you. When you see all these things, you know he is at the door. Jesus is at the door. Don't take this lightly. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for this one, two, these things will happen. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. That's why the word of God is our anchor. No matter what's happening, God's word won't wear out. We hold on to it. But the exact day and hour, no one knows, not even heaven's angels, not even the son, only the father. So keep a sharp lookout for you don't know the timetable. It's like a man who takes a trip, leaving home and putting his servants in charge, each assigned a tax and commanding the gatekeeper to stand watch. So stay at your post watching. You have no idea when the homeowner is returning, whether evening, midnight, cock crow, or morning. You don't want him showing up unannounced with you asleep on the job. I say it to you, and I'm saying it to all. Stay at your post. Keep watch. And I repeat, I say it to you, and I'm saying it to all. Stay at your post. Keep watch. So let's stay prepared. Praise God. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. And I'll hand over to Brother John. Take us through the Old Testament reading. Thank you very much, Brother Zay. Um, thank you, Esteem Mark, for this opportunity of doing this every morning. I do not take it lightly. So we are going to Numbers 22 now. And um, we're taking Numbers 22 and 23 today. So I'll be taking 22. So uh, the caption is Balaam. I, re I read, 
the people of Israel marched on and camped on the plains of Moab at Jordan, Jericho. Balak, son of Zippor, learned of all that Israel had done to the Amorites. The people of Moab were in a total panic because of Israel. There were so many of them, they were terrorized. Moab spoke to the leaders of Midian. Look, this mob is going to clean us out. A bunch of crows picking a carcass clean. Balak, son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent emissaries to get Balaam, son of Beor, who lived in Pethor on the banks of the Euphrates River, his homeland. Verse 5, Balak's emissaries said, Look, the people has come up out of Egypt, and they are all over the place, and they are pressing hard on me. Come and curse them for me. They are too much for me. Maybe then I can beat them. We will attack and drive them out of the country. We have a reputation. Those you bless, stay blessed. Those you curse, stay cursed. The leaders of Moab and Midian were soon on their way with a fee for the cost tucked safely in their wallets. <laughs> so they will pay the guy to cost. When they got to Balaam, they gave him Balak's message. Stay here for the night, Balaam said. In the morning, I will deliver the answer that God gives you. The Moabite nobles stayed with him. Verse 9, then God came to Balaam and asked, So who are these men here with you? Balaam asked. Balaam answered, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent them with a message. Look, the people that came up out of Egypt are all over the place. Come and curse them for me. Maybe then I'll be able to attack and drive them out of the country. God said to Balaam, don't go with them and don't curse the others. They are a blessed people. The next morning, Balaam got up and told Balak, go back home. God refuses to give me permission to go with you. So the Moabite nobles left, came back to Balak and said, Balaam wouldn't come with us. Balak sent another group of nobles, higher ranking and more distinguished. They came to Balaam and said, Balak, son of Zippor says, please don't refuse to come to me. I will honor and reward you lavishly. Anything you tell me to do, I will do. I will pay anything. Only come and cause these people. Balaam answered Balak's servants, even if Balak gave me his house stuffed with silver and gold, I wouldn't be able to defy the orders of my God to do anything, whether big or little. But come along and stay with me tonight, as the others did. I will see what God will say to me this time. <laughs> God came to Balaam that night and said, Since these men have come all this way to see you, go ahead and go with them. But make sure you do absolutely nothing other than what I tell you. Verse 21, Balaam got up in the morning, saddled, with, saddled his donkey, and went off with the noblemen from Moab. As he was going, as he was going, though God's anger fled, the angel of God stood in the road to block his way. Balaam was riding his donkey, accompanied by his two servants. When the donkey saw the angel blocking the road and brandishing his sword, she veered off the road into the ditch. Balaam beat the donkey and got her back on the road. But as they were going through a vineyard, with a fence on either side, the donkey again saw God's angel blocking the way and veered into the fence, crushing Balaam's foot against the fence. Balaam hit her again. God's angel blocked way yet again. A very narrow passage this time. There was no getting through on the right or left. Seeing the angel, Balaam's donkey sat down on the Balaam lost his temper. He beat the donkey with a stick. Verse 28. Then God gave speech to the donkey. She said to Balaam, What have I ever done to you? That you have beat me with this three times. Balaam said, Because you have been playing games with me, if I had a sword, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your trusty donkey on whom you've ridden for years, right up, up to now? Have I have I ever done anything like this to you before? Have I? He said no. And God helped Balaam see what was going on. He saw God's angel blocking the way, brandishing a sword. Balaam fell to the ground, his face in the dirt. God's angel said to him, 
Why have you beaten your poor donkey these three times? I have come here to block your way because you are getting way ahead of yourself. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she hadn't, I would have killed you by this time. But not the donkey. I'd have let her off. Balaam said to God's angel, I have sinned. I, have, I had no idea you were standing in the road blocking my way. If you don't like what I'm doing, I'll head back. But God's angel said to Balaam, go ahead and go with them. But only say what I tell you to say. Absolutely no other word. And so Balaam continued to go with Balak's nobles. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him in the Moabite town that was on the banks of the Anon, right on the boundary of his land. Balak said to Balaam, Did I send an urgent message for help? Why didn't you come when I called? Do you think I can't pay you enough? Balaam said to Balak, Well, I'm here now, but I can't tell you just anything. I can speak only words that God gives me, no others. Balaam then accompanied Balak to Kiryat Huzor, street town. Balak slaughtered cattle and sheep for sacrifices and presented them to Balaam and the nobles who were with him. At daybreak, Balak took Balaam up to Bamoth Bar, the heights of Bar, so that he could get a good view of some of the people. Now, we would love to see what next happened. So I'll hand over to Estinda Marak to help us with the concluding part of this beautiful story. Thank you very much. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. You know, as you, as you were reading it, I believe every one of us were following the journey and you could see um, how Balak wanted to change. Is it Balaam now or Balak, right? Yes. Balaam wanted to change God's mind about a matter. You know, in every situation, there's a perfect will of God and there's the acceptable will of God as the good will. The acceptable will is that one that you convince God to accept. From the first instruction, God said, these people, they are blessed. There's nothing you can do about it. You cannot go. You see here, the time when these people came, Balaam knew better. He knew that these children of Israel were a different kind of breed and they were blessed. The very first mistake he made was when he asked them to stay the night so that he would hear from God what God was going to say. The truth of the matter is that Balaam knew what God was going to say. This is why even after the first time when God told him, when they came again, he still wanted to consult God. A lot of times we Christians are praying about things that are clear in the Bible. God has said, don't be you know, unequally yoked with unbeliever. You meet an unbeliever, somebody that is not born again. He says he want to marry you or you want to marry her and you are praying to God about it. Brother, sister, what are you praying about? The scripture is the scripture. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. You are with somebody who says he doesn't believe in Jesus. He doesn't go to church. What are you praying about him? How can he be your husband? How can he be your soulmate? Don't be like Balaam. Look, if not for the horse, Balaam would have been a dead man. And that's how many people have veered into the path of destruction and death, trying to get God to buy into their idea. Thank God for the word of God. We are not of them. That are, that are going that path. I'm going to quickly run through Numbers 23. Balaam said, build me seven altars here, and they prepare seven bulls and seven rams. Look at, he's still trying to convince God. Balak did it. Then Balaam and Balak sacrificed the bull and the ram on each of the altars. He was using offering to bribe God. Balaam instructed Balak, stand watch here beside your whole burnt offering while I go off by myself. Maybe God will come and meet with me. Whatever he shows or tells me, I'll report to you. Then he went off by himself. God did meet with Balaam. Balaam said, 
I've set up seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then God gave Balaam a message. Return to Balak and give him this message. He went back and found him stationed beside his whole bond offering and with him all the nobles of Moab. Then Balaam spoke this, his message, Oracle. Balak led me here from Aram, the king of Moab, all the way from the eastern mountains. Go cause Jacob for me. Go damn Israel. How can I cause whom God has not caused? How can I damn who God, whom God has not damned? From rock pinnacles, I see them. From hilltops, I survey them. Look, a people camping off by themselves, thinking themselves outsiders amongst nations. But who could ever count the dust of Jacob or take a sensor of cloud of dust, Israel? I want to die like this right living people. I want an end just like theirs. Balak said to Balaam, what's this? I brought you here to curse my enemies and all you've done is bless them. Balak was very um, clear about his point. Israel was an enemy. How did Balaam join with Balak? who has declared a people of God his enemy. Balaam answered, don't I have to be careful to say what God gives me to say? Balak said to him, go with me to another place from which you can see the outskirts of their camp. You won't be able to see the whole camp. From there, cost them for my sake. So he took him to Watchmen's Meadow at the top of Pisgah. He built seven altars there and offered the bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, take up your station here beside your whole burnt offering while I meet with him over there. God met with Balaam and gave him a message. He said, return to Balak and give him this message. Give him the message. Balaam returned and found him stationed beside his whole burnt offering and the nobles of Moab with him. Balak said to him, what did God say? Then Balaam spoke his message, Oracle. <clears throat> On your feet, Balak, listen. Listen carefully, son of Zippo. God is not a man, one giving to lights, and not a son of man changing his mind. Are you, are you seeing Balaam? You, he knows who God is, and he's, you, you, he is trying to work with an enemy of God's people to change God's mind. Does he speak and not do what he says? Does he promise and not come through? I was brought here to bless, and now he's blessed. How can I change that? He has no bone to pick with Jacob. He sees nothing wrong with Israel. God is with them. This is where in the, in the, in the, in the King James Version, when you say there is no divination against Israel. I'm sure many of you know that scripture very well. God is with them, and they are with him shouting praises to their king. God brought them out of Egypt, rampaging like a wild ox. No magic spell can bind Jacob. No incantations can hold back Israel. People would look at Jacob and Israel and say, what a great thing God has, has God done. Look, a people rising to its feet, stretching like a lion, a king of the beast, aroused, unsleeping, unresting until its haunt is over and it take, it's eaten and drunk its fill. Balak said to Balaam, well, if you can't curse them, at least don't bless them. Balaam replied to Balak, didn't I tell you earlier, all God speaks and only what he speaks, I speak? Balak said to Balaam, please let me take you to another place. Maybe we can find the right place in God's eyes where you'll be able to curse them for me. So Balaam, Balak took Balaam to the top of Poa with a vista over the Jeshimon wasteland. Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars for me here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for sacrifice. Balak did it and presented an offering of a bull and a ram on each of the altars. That's the end of today's reading. But I, I'm just appalled at the character of this supposed man of God who because of a bribery of gifts from the king would want to change the mind of God concerning a situation that he was sure and was clear that God had defined. Are we not seeing it in our day and in our time? Where men of God are standing for things that we all know doctrinally when it comes to Christianity are against the tenets of the gospel. Or are we also those leaders who remember 
that because the member always gives a seed or a member always brings gifts, when a matter comes up that concerns that member and you are supposed to judge in the matter, do you favor that one? Because you know he always brings you venison as Esau, Jacob, and Isaac called it. The word of God is the word of God. Never manipulate the truth. Never manipulate the word for your own benefit. It's been a beautiful ride. Brother Martins will now take us through the Pauline affirmation and then we'll break bread. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this great opportunity. Okay, our Pauline affirmation is already on the screen. So we go on the right. It starts with your name. My name is say your name. You take the first paragraph. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You say I, your name. And then I'm counted according to the riches of the glory. Okay, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute right now as we take our affirmation at the count of three. One, two, three. My name. Praise God, hallelujah. We'll now take the communion. Amen, amen, amen to all the affirmations that we have said. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11, from verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, thank you, O God. For everything that you did for us by sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And then he died, taking our place. He was buried, he resurrected, he ascended, and he was glorified. And he was made to sit in a place of power, far above principalities and power. Yes, and then we were seated. We still remain seated with him. And today we proclaim by the breaking of the bread and by the taking of the communion, that we are far above powers, far above principalities, far above the devil, far above the rulers of the darkness of this world. There is no harm that can come against us. Yes, no weapon fashioned against us can prosper because we are far above all of them put together. Thank you, Father, because yes, we dwell in safety throughout today and throughout this month. We give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Please break the bread and eat it. And in verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shoot a lost death 
till he come. Thank you, Lord. Even the cup of the new covenant that has been sealed with the blood of Jesus. This blood speaketh better things. This blood, this blood speaks blessings, blessings, blessings. So today is filled with blessings for us, filled with miracles, filled with testimonies, filled with exploits of soul winning, exploits of winning on every count and in every place. Thank you, Father. We return with testimonies. And yes, every matter has been settled because the blood paid for it all. And that is the affirmation and the proclamation that we make this morning, even as we take the cup. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So you can take the cup now. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who showed up today and who's been connecting through the days and the weeks. It's fast approaching two months we've been doing this and it's been an amazing time with the Lord. Things are changing in our lives and we're continually inspired by the word. And I know that as we continue in the word, we will never miss our way. We will always be in tune with God, what God is doing in our world. Thank you so much. Thank you, esteemed co-host. You guys are simply amazing. You bless us daily with the investments of your spirit and we are grateful. So at this moment, we share the benediction as we close. Please unmute your mic. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.